Welcome to another episode of the Miles Podcast. As you can read by the title, this is a album review episode. Uh, this is for, what is it, January 12th, 2019. It's the new year. New me, new year. Is it new year, new me? I don't know what it is. Either way, um, I really couldn't come up with a whole lot of things to, to really talk about in a podcast for, for at least a whole one. But what what happened is I was listening to this album and inspiration struck. And I wanted to I want to really talk about this one album. Uh, the album is uh, World Painted Blood by Slayer. I don't remember what album number this was in there chronological order but it is there what did it come out in 2008 2009 there we go 2009 album world painted blood that's their second to last album their last album was repentless which came out i think in 2015 and i love that album but that's not what we're here for we're here to talk about world painted blood and something i would like to do I'd like to go through track by track and just kind of tell you my thoughts, my opinions on this album. I don't know anyone else's opinions on this album. I don't know any other reviews whatsoever. I'm just going to tell you what I know about this album. Um, parts I like, parts I don't like. What I'm going to try to do, or as I'm sure you will hear soon. I play guitar and I know how to play, I'd say, a majority of this album, uh, rhythm guitar-wise. So, from a musician's standpoint, I'll also give you my perspective on that, as well as I will play the parts that I think are interesting so you have something to, to listen to, because I don't, I don't know if, how uh, copyright stuff works, that if I play parts of the song, how long I have to play it before I get in trouble, all that jazz. So to avoid that, I'll just play it. I believe this was the last album to have all four original Slayer members, uh, Kerry King, Jeff Henneman, Tom Araya, and Dave Lombardo, all together on an album, which I think it was also their return uh, album, because what Jeff Henneman ended up dying of like liver failure or something. I don't remember when, in like 2013, I think. So he died, sadly. And Dave Lombardo, I guess as an asshole... And they kicked him out of the band for like the third time. Because I guess every time he comes back to, to Slayer, he, he just asks for more money. And then I guess he just asked for more money. And Carrie King and Tom Araya were like, yeah, get the fuck out. So they, they kicked him out. I, I'm not 100% sure if on Repentless it, it's Dave Lombardo, but I don't think so. And they got, uh, what's his name? The, the guy from Exodus, uh, Gary Holt as uh, the, the fill-in replacement guitarist for uh, Jeff Henneman after his past. Anyways, so there's a little history, I guess. So this uh, World Painted Blood came out, like I said, in 2009, which I believe was three years after their previous album, which was Christ Illusion. Uh, that was another album that I really liked that had some good sounds. But let's dive into World Painted Blood. And the, the title track is World Painted Blood. Which was, it means a lot to me because it was the first Slayer song when I was getting into heavy metal and whatnot. That was the first song by Slayer I ever heard. And it, it starts off with uh, this kind of industrial sound. And then it just kind of goes into this like, I don't know, kind of awesome, fast riff. I'm bad at describing music. 
Um, and it, it's, it has such a good pace. It, the vocals are kind of, I wouldn't say like screamy, but it, it's shouty. Something that's, that's specifically that I noticed on this album is, and, and as we get through some of the tracks, I'll point it out a little bit more, is Tom Araya's vocals. When he's, he does a lot of higher pitch screams. Uh, kind of like, I, I can't do it. it. And I'm just making an ass of myself. But this album specifically, he does some pretty higher, higher up voices, vocals, which he does it in later tracks. Later album, he does more of a lower pitch uh, yell, and I, I like—I think I like that better than the higher pitch things. Um, but anyway, so World Painted Blood, it goes through. It's got some really good riffs. Um, about halfway through, um, before the solo, it, there's just this really cool um, guitar riff that just—it complements the vocals like perfectly. Um, I don't really actually—I don't think I know what the song's about. Doesn't doesn't matter. Um, not really, probably. Oh yeah, it's pretty much just about like government takeover and taking over the world, probably. If I'm reading the lyrics right. Anyways, it's a great song. I I feel like the the verses and the chorus uh, they sound awesome. The guitar solo and the rhythm guitar behind the guitar solo, I'm not a fan of. That's that part of the uh, part of the song. I feel like it's a low point. There's not a whole lot going on. The guitar solos, eh, it's okay. It's it's it, they could have done better. Um, and the rhythm guitar at that point is just like boring. Because um, after coming off of the you know some some pretty fast like twelfth notes, I think they are um, transitioning into. Uh, some pretty cool chugs, then transitioning into, I don't know, three notes per beat or per measure. It, it's 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 kind of boring at that point. But then it picks back up for the the final verse, which is just a rehash of the first verse. But overall, great song. Uh, another nostalgic thing about that song, uh, like I said, it was the first song I ever heard by Slayer, and when I saw Slayer in concert, uh, I don't know three years ago, it was the first song that they played. And I was like, that. I feel like that's fitting. And I like that a lot. Alright, so, World Pain and Blood ends, and then we go into one of my now favorites, uh, Unit 731. A little history lesson on what Unit 731 was. It was back in World War II, uh, the Japanese uh, army or whatever, they took over parts of China, and this one division, they did uh, experiments on just captured Chinese people, and they did these horrible things. Um, they, they were saying they were just kind of doing it for science to, to discover what happens. Like, if you uh, cut off somebody's arm, how long does it take for them to bleed to death? Or if you, you know, cut their hands off and put them on opposite hands, how long until the gangrene kills them? Um, they would test weapons on people. Also, this is going to be kind of graphic. Um, they would test grenades on people. They just like, all right, this person has a baby. I'm going to take the baby and I'm going to give it a grenade, and we're just going to see what happens with the grenade. See how it works. So it's kind of gross. Um, it's super fucked up. Uh, it, if you're interested in that kind of thing, look it up, I guess. Uh, but something that that's even more fucked up is uh, after the war. 
the CIA, and again, you can look all this up, the CIA gave the scientists from that division, um, I guess, like, they weren't going to kill them or, I don't know, send them to jail or something, if the CIA got the information that they had collected from their research. So now the U.S. government has the, the information from the research of the Japanese, you know, slaughtering Chinese people. Anyways, there's your history lesson on the song, or what it's about. So the song's about that, and it's a great song. I love this song. Um, some of the lyrics are really good. Like, one of the, the lines is, my blood, it runs like mercury. And there's something about the way when he's he's singing that part. It just sounds really cool. I really like it. The guitars, it's very fast. It's, uh, I think it's all 16th notes. So it's, you know, it's, it's got some speed. And the riffs and the vocals, they just complement each other very well. The drums are great. Um, guitar solo's good. It, it's just a really good song. It's just upbeat and fun. I say fun, but, you know, subject matter-wise, it's not fun. Yeah, so, like, the lyric, ripping out teeth to observe, you know, testing the limits, threshold of pain, infants, infants' flesh on the walls. There we go. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely a dark song, but, like I said, from a musician standpoint, I think it's great. It's one of my favorites off the album. All right, number three is Snuff. This song is about uh, snuff videos on the internet. I've never seen one, thankfully, and I never want to see one. Uh, but if you don't know what a snuff video is, it's like, I guess, someone killing somebody and then filming it and putting it on the internet. I remember people in like high school had had seen some of those, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see that. I do not want to see that at all. But this song starts off with a hell of fast and loud uh, guitar solo like right off the bat like as soon as it starts guitar solo and again just jumping into those that rhythm guitar that's like 16th notes it's very fast um, possibly 12th notes I'm not 100% sure actually that's one of the songs on the album that I don't know how to play so you won't hear any of it the song has a really good uh, point in it when he's saying bum, 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 torture agony Captured for Eternity, uh, Torture, Misery, Endless Suffering. I'm sorry, I read it backwards. But anyways, when he's saying, singing those those parts of the lyrics, uh, it, it just, I, I wish I still had my long hair because it was a, it was a very good head-banging kind of moment in the song just with how the guitar's chugging along and the drums are hitting stuff and things. It sounds great. It's It's beautiful. Um, sometimes when I hear this song, uh, I don't know, that, that intro guitar solo, it, it hits a little hard because, again, it's, it's right as soon as it starts. Like, the first note is just screaming guitar solo. Um, and I, I like it, but it's a bit much right off. You know, there's no warm-up. You just go in dry. Boom, there you go. So, the, the first three songs, like I said, you know, you've got some pretty good, good speed going on. And then they slow it down with their fourth song, which is Beauty Through Order. And Beauty Through Order, uh, I think the subject, I've looked up all this stuff years ago, so I'm just going off of memory, really. It's, I guess, some, like, French queen or 
some lady in like the 1600s or 15 or 1400s, I don't really know, she did these horrible, horrible things to people because she could, because she was in power, so she like killed them, tortured them, did whatever she wanted because she was crazy, and yeah. Uh, but again, ooh, th this song is very medallic, and that's what this album, I think it, some of its strong points aren't, like some of the strong points are, are those very fast songs, the ones that are, encapsulate Slayer and like aggression and anger and mm, get your blood pumping. But equally um, opposed to that is their medallic songs, like this one. It's slower, it's, it's got more of a, an emphasis on the guitar solo, or not the guitar solo, sorry, the rhythm guitar, and how it complements, or at least how I feel it complements the vocals. Um, they both kind of go hand in hand. And there's something that I noticed with a lot of these tracks, and this one specifically, um, is that there's a lot of riffs that the vocals will stay the same, but then the, the guitars and the drums start to like get, get more tense, but the vocals stay the same as to the previous verse. And it just feels a little bit more erratic as the song goes on. Uh, again, it just has, it has some really good breakdowns. Um, guitar solo is pretty good. Um, yeah, good song, great song. This is a great album. If you can't pick that up already, the next song, um, "Hate Worldwide." I believe that was the tour that I saw them on. Was either "Hate Worldwide" or "World Painted Blood." I don't remember. It's on the back of my T-shirt that I got from the show. Um, it's just. You know, people are always saying, like, spread joy worldwide. Well, this song is about the opposite. It's about spreading hate worldwide and killing people and stuff. Um, I think it, it, I don't remember where it goes as far as uh, beats per minute, but it's it's a good song. It's got a good pace. Guitars, they're all right. It definitely picked up the tempo from the previous song. Uh, but it's still not as fast as, like, Snuff or Unit 733 and some of the riffs in World Pain of Blood. It stays pretty uh, pretty low-key, I would say. Um, I think it pretty much just uses all downstrokes. There's no up and down um, when it comes to the guitar. All right, what else we got? Ooh, okay. So, Public Display of Dismemberment. From what I can tell about the song, it's kind of about, like, the stock market crashing and, you know, the government falling down and just someone going ham, I guess. Like, the, the lyrics are kind of like, uh, anarchy, disarray, this is the world today, justice is a lie for the followers to get by, uh, no peace, only guns, can't trust anyone, live or die, it's an eye for an eye. Uh, unrest, martial law, society decays. And it's safe to say there is no other way with lawless uh, arrogance and savage uh, disturbance. Oh, the, the way that the, the album lyrics are printed, there's like a smudge over the words. So, um, And then it says public display of dismemberment. So what I hate about some of these, uh, these books, or the booklets that come with the CD, is sometimes their artistic direction with it uh, ruins it. This one's not that bad. The one I'm looking at more specifically, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, is 
Metallica's album Death Magnetic because the album has the, their coffin and it just drives through that little pamphlet on the front. So all the lyrics have a giant hole in the middle of them. And it's like, is it supposed to be artistic? It's just kind of annoying. Anyways, public display of dismemberment. Very fast song. Um, it breaks down near the middle and slows down. Uh, again, goes from like a, a 16th note kind of speed. Uh, then it drops down to probably about an eighth note and then picks picks back up for the guitar solo. And the guitar solo, I'd say it's generic. This is one of those songs that you could kind of put on any Slayer album and there's there's nothing really distinctive about it. it it's kind of forgettable. I like it, but it, I feel like it's just album filler. The next song is Human Strain. Uh, so over the years, I, I've listened to this album. I listened to it a lot when I was younger, uh, around when it came out, because that's when I got into Slayer. I'm like, yes. So I listened to it a lot then, and I haven't listened to it pretty much since, I don't know, junior year of high school, maybe. But I found this the CD at like Goodwill, and I've been listening to it again. And this is, what, almost 10 years later. I'm bummed that I didn't listen to this song more back then. Uh, because you want to talk about Medallic uh, Slayer songs, or I want to talk about Medallic Slayer songs. This is one of them. The, the muddiness of the guitars, uh, just the, the way the notes, I guess, blend together, the way the vocals are, it has that thing I was trying to describe earlier where the song gets a little bit more erratic, but the vocals stay the same. These are all things that you would have to hear and listen to. But as I'm sure you can hear me playing right now, um, it's got that muddy sound. Uh, it's just the way where the notes are and because you've got an open note for your your uh, your low E flat string and you're just hitting some other notes and blending the two together. It just gives it a really good sound. Um, there's no guitar solo, which I'm fine with. I, I am okay with a song not having a guitar solo. I feel like some songs, it's just kind of forced in. Kind of like what I was saying, the last song, The Public Display of Dismemberment. The song probably could have used Gone Without a Guitar Solo. Um, and that's what I, one of my criticisms with, with a lot of Slayer songs nowadays is they don't need guitar solos to be good songs. Because I feel like they come up with these cool riffs, and then Kerry King's like, I just need to vomit a thousand notes right now. And he goes, blah, 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 and then just plays whatever. And hey, power to him. He's a hell of a guitar player. I can't do that whatsoever. But getting back to the, the matter at hand, this song doesn't have a guitar solo. It doesn't need one. It would feel forced if it had it. And it the song itself stands up great. Uh, near the end, it's got this uh, kind of like breakdown where the rhythm guitar goes away and just the lead guitar is just kind of hitting these um like a couple notes just whatever and then the uh the rhythm guitar comes back in but it's very slow uh and then the vocals come over and it's kind of like a whisper so then like i said the the rhythm guitar is just kind of a, a very slight like da, 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 da. Um, and then it picks up a little bit more and then the drums come back in because the drums are just kind of you know, they're hitting some of the, the, the bassier drums. I don't, I'm terrible with drums. Sorry. Um, and then it picks up and brings in the cymbals and stuff. And when the cymbals combined with 
the what the lead's doing and the rhythm and all that stuff and the vocals come in and they've got like this haunting sound to them uh something they must have done with like i don't know like a delay or they just had tom Araya sing two different notes like you know over um multi-tracked it there we go um it's just at that part it it kind of like gives me goosebumps it's it's one of those sounds and it's very medallic and i love it it's i think it's my favorite al song off the album um i'm just looking at the rest of the tracks i it's tied for my my favorite now um uh, when i was younger uh again i think i just skipped over the song because i was a different kind of person then so i was like guitar solos um, and this one didn't have it, so uh, back then I didn't care, but now I do. Uh, so it goes into the next song, obviously, which is called Americon, which is about um, just how America feels the need to be in charge of everything and, you know, kind of be the world police for whatever reason, uh, you know, just to be in charge, just to have power. Um, it's about oil, you know, or just starting wars because of oil. Uh, it's a good outside perspective on America, I guess. And from what I remember when I was when I was reading about this album years ago was uh, when Slayer would go to other countries, they'd watch the news and they would see the opinions of the people of that country about America and like, oh, they're just doing this so they can have more control over everybody else. It's a great song from a technical standpoint or a guitarist standpoint. Um... The tuning is the lowest, I believe, that Slayer uses. Because when Slayer tunes their guitars, I think it was their first album, No Mercy, was all in standard tune. Standard tune, sorry. Um, and then after that, pretty much, I'm pretty sure every song, every album afterwards, generally speaking, they use um, E-flat standard, which is just a, it's just a half step down or tuned down from standard. It's not that low, but it makes a difference. They've they've experimented with other tunings, like there's they use drop C um, in Christ Illusion a lot. Um, they in Diablos something a Musica that album from the '90s. They used a lot of um, if I, again if I'm remembering correctly, it's like drop D flat. Um, just some weird tunings. But anyway, so Americon uses uh, drop B. And drop B tuning is pretty low on a six-string guitar. And it it sounds good. It's got some... It's it's very slow. It's a slow song. Um, but it, it's got some really good notes. And I, I really like it. And it was like... When I first heard this album, I think that was my favorite song. Uh, just because lyrically, I really liked it. You know, it's like anti-establishment a little bit. Um, and it, it's it's great track. I love it. Um, but, like I said, I do love it. But now that I listen to it, it's not as... Uh, I, I remember it being a lot more bassy. And it's not... It's, it's... I would still highly recommend listening to it. But it's not as good as I remember. Maybe I'm just nostalgic for it. Um, the next song is called Psychopathy Red. Psychopathy? Psychopathy. Psychopathy. I don't know. Something like that. It's uh, P-S-Y-C-H-O-P-A-T-H-Y. Psychopathy? 
psychopathy. I don't know. I'm just trying to remember how he says it in the song. I think he screams at uh, psychopathy red. Um, songs about a dude in Russia who would kill kids and then uh, diddle them when they were dead. Anyways, it's gross. Guy got his comeuppance. There was a, a video of, of the when they caught him. They had him in a cage in the courtroom and like the court's like, all right, we're going to throw him in jail. And then, like, everyone in the crowd pretty much uh, started a riot and wanted to kill the guy because, you know, he had killed their kids. And he got quite a few kids, if I remember right. Super fucked up. Um, the song, on the other hand, was one of their singles that came out before the album dropped or whatever. It's fast. Uh, it's too much for me. It's kind of like the beginning of Snuff, where it's it's very um, in your face, and the riff is it's very fast. It's again you're you're pushing it back up to those sixteenth notes, where it's kind of like Angel of Death, where it's just ah. Um, the the thing that gets me with the the vocals is the vocals aren't great. Uh, I, at least I don't like them because Tom Araya is screaming, and he's. He's hitting higher and higher notes as the song progresses. And by the end, um, the chorus goes, I don't remember what note it is, but it, it goes up like a whole step and his vo vocals also go up with it and it gets even louder and, and screechier and uh, it almost sounds like he's about to lose his voice. But it's not one of my favorites. Uh, I feel like it's album filler. Other people probably feel otherwise. Oh, well, opinions. Everyone's got one. Just like assholes, right? Sure. <sighs> All right. Two two more songs. Two more songs I'm going to subject you, you you people to. Um, Playing With Dolls. It's the second to last song on the album. Um, it starts... Surprisingly enough, this Psychopathy Red and Playing With Dolls start pretty much the same way. Not not guitar wise, but drum wise, they both start with like Lombardo hitting the cymbal like one two three and then it starts. Um, but with Psychopathy Red, it's like one two three start and then playing with dolls is one two three and then it begins. Uh, it begins with kind of a haunting sound, or sorry, playing with dolls starts with kind of a haunting sound with a, a higher um, higher notes on the, the frets. It's about mid-range on the higher strings. Uh, this is the first song that Tom Araya is singing. Because normally he's like shouting. Or yelling. Um, doing heavy metal things. But, but this song is like the first one where he's actually singing. And he's not a bad singer. He's definitely not the, the best singer ever. Um... Uh, from what I remember about this song, when, uh, when again, when I was reading about it years ago, is it's not about any one specific person. The band just got together and they created their own serial killer, and what it was like, or what what they came up with. Uh, there's a music video for this song that encompasses all the other songs on the album, and is pretty much about a dude killing women and then taking parts of them to make a, a one person out of all these parts 
and the and it's supposed to be his mother because his mother died. Uh, so it's like, oh, that's sad, but also like, ew, gross. Ugh. So the the music video is pretty pretty graphic. It's uh, I don't remember who did the animation for it, but it was it was quality music video. I would recommend it. It it also if you can get through the music video, like I said, it's about eleven minutes long. It gives you a sample of every song that's on the album. Like each kill is a is part of a song, or they incorporate each song into the kill. Uh, the song is uh, it's pretty modalic, kind of. Some parts are the guitars have this frantic kind of feel to them because as the song goes on, you feel like the guy's getting crazier and crazier, and then then it's over, or something like that. I don't know. Interpreting music is not my strong suit. So the last song on the album, the closing song, is called Not of This God. And Not of This God is technically, and from a musician standpoint, my goddamn favorite song. Uh, it was my favorite song when I when I first heard it. I was like, I like this song because like halfway through it just it has such a good transition. Uh, but the song starts off and it's fast paced. And it's, you know, it just kind of sounds like any other Slayer song. Whatever. It plays through, uh, ba -ba 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 -ba, I don't know, like a third of the song. And then it stops. It ends on a high note, and like, guitar's doing this high, like, noise. And then the drums kind of start coming in, and there's like the duh, 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 something like that. Uh, and then they switch it up. The, the way that this song is recorded, and why this part, it just, it resonates so well with me. It's because they used a seven string guitar, and what Perry King did is he recorded the first third of the song just using, playing it like it's a six string guitar. And then, at that, that, that two thirds mark, then he comes in with that B string. And I think that they tune the guitar to B flat standard, which is again, only half step down. But when it comes in, it hits hard and it's like, that sounds good. So it, it plays that part, the, the vocal slow down to, to match the tempo of the, the, the slow truck at the B standard. It matches it, it complements it, the drums are great. There's not a lot of cymbal work, but when the cymbals come in, it sounds pretty good. Uh, so then once that, the two thirds of the song's over and then you get to the, the final, you know, third of the song, the guitar solo comes back in, the rhythm guitar jumps back up to as if it was a six string guitar, and that that beautiful segment in the middle, it, it goes away, never to be heard again. I love the song, it's so good. Just every time I hear it, that I crank up the radio, or my headphones, or whatever, because I just, I love that transition. It's such a good transition. Um, and it's they end the album on a high note, and it feels great. Um, I don't even know what the song's about. I don't care. I'll just quickly thumb through the thing. I don't know what it's about. Not of this god, something probably against god. Atheism, who knows? Doesn't matter. After like listening to this album for about 10 years now, on and off, and then giving it a, a solid listen to for the past week or so, I still goddamn love this album. I would highly recommend it to anyone who's a Slayer fan. Anyone who's kind of into thrash metal. I would absolutely listen to it. On the scale of like how it sits with all the Slayer albums. That's where it's a little eh. 
because some of, so some of the negatives on it is like yeah some of the guitar work it's cool but it's also a little tinny some of it doesn't sound super great um some of the symbols correct when when he's crashing against the symbols it's it's a little like uh that was that one didn't sound that good bass lines are okay bass lines are pretty generic across the whole whole uh, album and across all of slayer really well because also the bassist is the singer so he can't really i don't know do anything super technical i guess which hey i can't sing and play guitar very well let alone be you know the main singer of a band and still be able to play guitar couldn't do it where i would put this album as far as like all the other slayer albums i'd probably put it in like the middle category kind of thing i wouldn't say it's on the same level as like rain and blood or seasons in the abyss which are i i feel like are their best albums probably then like south of heaven um but it's definitely i'd say it's upper middle class when it comes to slayer albums i don't know if it i don't know i don't know if i feel like it's better than repentless i don't know Anyways, like I said, it's probably an upper-middle-class uh, Slayer album. I would recommend it. Check it out. It's it's pretty good. Um, you could probably find it on YouTube or Spotify, Pandora, whatever it is that the young people use. I don't use any of it. I like having the CD, which I have described before. So with that, I think this is the end of the Miles album review. All right, so next time on the... Miles album review or whatever. Who knows what I'll talk about. Whatever album I, I see fit. But I just want to talk about this one specifically. Because I, I, I really liked it. And I was I was surprised that my opinions of it didn't really change much. Um, over the course of like 10 years. Like I, I still think it's a good album. So I don't know what other critics think. I don't really care. I don't even like to call myself a critic. Uh, so anyways, hopefully you enjoyed this album review. It's it's not, this wasn't a normal Miles podcast. Sorry if you were expecting that. If you if you enjoyed this, let me know. Uh, you can always follow me on Instagram at MetalMiles15, spelled M-Y-L-E-S, in case you didn't know. You can subscribe to me on iTunes and Podbean. And you can also go listen to the other new podcast that I put out that was about uh, Super Mario Sunshine bit of a change of pace going from talking about uh you know blowing up chinese people in world war ii to mario sunshine so take a pick you want to listen to an album review you can listen to maybe i'll maybe i'll do another one of these i like doing this so either way bye